Matthew 28. The women were in the way. The keepers of the tomb, Roman soldiers, were as dead men. (laughs) And the Sanhedrin concocting up an evil, wicked story. (laughs) The cover-up. And so we've been through a few points we've just taken from verses and gone into other thoughts. We looked at the trembling soldiers last week and how that throughout Scripture people did tremble before the Lord and often before they got, just got saved. But here we have the great cover-up, the soldiers' report and the saints' report, and then the Sanhedrin's bribe, the scandalous lie and their security assured. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the word. And again, bless it to us, we ask. We need your help to comprehend and understand, to apply the truths of your word. And how oft, Lord, we forget, how soon we forget, forget what manner of men we were, as we look in the mirror of the word and go our way and forget. I pray, Lord, that you give us a mind to remember, promptings of the Holy Spirit to recall and to, to live the life of Christ before a wicked world that they might ask about about our salvation. Bless the meeting tonight for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, the soldiers' report and the saints' report. What happened to these men when the earthquake happened and the angel appeared back in verse 4 of chapter 28? Fear of them, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. As As dead men. Now remember that because we get down to what happened a little bit later in thinking of that. And there's two groups that are running at this time as well. There's the dead men that woke up. They come to life. (laughs) And uh, they're called the watchmen. The watchmen were overcome with terror and became as dead men. The women, they were overcome with truth and triumph. They were very excited and encouraged, uplifted. Their dreams had come true. They're all just been shattered. Their, their leader died, hung, hung on that cross. They saw that. But then they see him alive. And uh, these things are brought to their memory. And as we've said before, that there were those that comprehended what Jesus was saying, that he must die, be buried, and that he'd be raised again. And they believed that. And some of those, as we have in Scripture, as far as we can discern, knew that and didn't go to the crucifixion. Others were at the crucifixion morning. It's interesting to look at that thought. And the, the people that didn't go were the women. Some of the women didn't go because they believed what Jesus said. And, but <clears throat> anyway, they were triumphing in truth. <laughs> truth and triumph. Uncle Wallace wrote a book about that. I, I can't, I, so long since I read it, but I can imagine what it was about. I can't remember it. <laughs> now, what different news were these two posts running with the women? The most wonderful fact of history, the resurrection. You know, <clears throat> when you have a, a Bible uh, display of history from when man started, when man finishes, what's central to it all? The cross the cross and the resurrection after the cross and so this is the most wonderful fact of history that Jesus has been raised isn't it true 
tells us in the book of Corinthians that that is true in chapter 15. Uh, the watchmen, they had the most woeful falsehood of history. The great cover-up that happened here concocted by the religious leaders of the day. Do you think there's going to be another big cover-up one day soon? What will the cover-up be? And who will it be promoted by? The Antichrist using the media, the media, to tell the people what? And it's about resurrection, isn't it? <laughs> Again, they'll try to cover up and say, these people have been taken, I don't know, by aliens. <laughs> Let's say that. All these people have disappeared. Where have they gone? And there'll be a great cover-up. And you know what? Most of the world believe it, as they did back then, and still believe it back, about back then. They'll believe it again. The devil's at work, isn't he? Trying to blind the eyes of those that believe not, lest the light of the gospel, because if there, there will be a rapture, and there will be a disappearance of multiple millions all around the world, and the cover-up will be, no, nah, hasn't happened. And... Uh, <laughs> They believed it back then. They'll do it again. But the, <clears throat> the falsehood. And, and don't you think that the world's media are doing that already? What's it called? We know it. There's a word that's there's one word sums it all up. Fake. 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 <laughs> Fake news. And people are being adjusted to it. And we'll see a little bit of that later on. So different news that these two groups run with. The women and the watchmen. And what do you think the Sanhedrin felt like after this, these watchmen come to them and told them what had happened? Oh, this is the worst news that we could ever have received. Worst news ever. This is what we did everything to avoid. We set a guard. We made the tomb tamper-proof. You know what? They should have listened and I've, I've said this a few times, though he, he may have become a, a believer later, but they should have listened to, listened to Gamaliel, shouldn't they? What did Gamaliel say in Acts later on, chapter 5, about the apostles and, and miracles being done by the apostles after the Lord's resurrection and ascension? <clears throat> if this be of God, you cannot stop it. And hey, folks, what we know in the word of God about the future events is of God and no matter what the world does, it will not be able to stop it. The coming catastrophes in this world are of God and they won't be able to stop it. They'll do everything and they'll cover up and they'll fake news, but it doesn't matter. God will do what he's going to do and said what he's going to do, so we're informed as his people. They should have listened to Gamaliel. It's of, it, it, if it is of men, it'll come to naught. If it's of God, you cannot overthrow it isn't it good that God's on the throne isn't it good that God's work will go forward and the gates of hell shall not prevail against that to know these promises this is impossible they thought it cannot be in their hearts they half feared that this would happen how do we know that because they set a watch they put a seal if they didn't believe in the resurrection and, and they said, this deceiver said when he was alive, he was going to rise again. That's what they'd, they'd, they'd listened. <laughs> they'd heard that. 
You know, in three days I will rise it up again. Ah, oh, you can't do that. Herod was 40 years in building the temple. No, no, not that temple, this temple. No. I will die and I'll be raised up. They understood. It's a shame the disciples didn't comprehend as they did. But they feared this. Their tamper-proofing the tomb only added weight to the authentication of the resurrection. Isn't that so? They, yep. The more they did to stop him being raised from the dead, the more it proved. You know, they did everything they could to stop it. But he was raised anyway. Turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 11. Oh, that the world would repent and turn to God when he does things that are unable to be explained down here by human, by mankind. We see in, at this time, in almost the midst of the tribulation time, how men react when God does some mighty things. And the seventh angel sounded in verse 15 of 11. And there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom, is become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. This world's kingdoms are going to be taken over by somebody else, by the Lord Jesus. States it clearly. And he shall reign forever and ever. This is the beginning of the eternal reign. It's the beginning of the millennial reign. And the four and twenty elders who sat before God on their seats, representative of of the church fell upon their faces and worshiped God. That's the reaction of the believing people. Well, they're already glorified people, saying, We give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, who art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned. The prayer of the ages of the saints of the churches will be answered Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's when it will be fulfilled. But look at the reaction of the unbelieving people, same as it was back there in the time of the Lord's resurrection. And the nations were angry. And thy, God's wrath, is come in the time of the dead that they should be judged, that thou shouldst give a reward unto the servants, the prophets, and the saints, and to them that fear thy name, small and great, and that should destroy them that destroyed the earth. It speaks of a resurrection at the end of the tribulation of a reward of those who have been the saints tribulation and i believe old testament saints at that time but anyway it's beside the point the reaction of these people were angry the world thinks this world is theirs to possess theirs to dominate yes we've been given authority by the lord but not to mess it up like it has been messed up in fact it tells us in the book of revelation that the lord will destroy those that destroyed the earth and uh, you could take that whichever way. <laughs> you, you think of people that destroy the earth for greed. But people who, do, who, who make the earth to produce, that's a different matter altogether. That's the farmers, <laughs> not the miners. Anyway, you can have your view on that. But the nations were angry, just as these religious leaders were angry. The soldiers report and the saints report. Some were, re few were rejoicing, but others were bemoaning what had happened. The Sanhedrin's bribe. Now in verse 12, back in the Gospel of Matthew, there, and as they were going, behold, some of the watch came to the city, showed to the chief priests all things that were done. And then verse 12, and when they were assembled with the elders, 
and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers. When people, even Christians, make stupid fleshly decisions, colossal blunders, by interfering with God's work, God is not pleased. Let that be a warning to us as Christians. When we interfere and when we pick on those that God has appointed to be spiritual leaders, we need to watch out. Shouldn't we? I think those who have been pastors for a while have seen what happens. And people think, oh, I can do this and it doesn't matter. It does matter. It does. And God sees these things. And, and God doesn't react quickly. It takes months. It sometimes takes years before the consequences fall. But they come. As God is, was great, is going to be greatly displeased <coughs> when Russia... Isn't it a hot spot over there? Three million Syrians squeezed between Syria, their own government, and the Turks, the Kurds. Three million right now, refugees, humanitarian crisis again. And they've been squeezed out in the borderline. America said, you know... <coughs> To Turkey, don't, you go so far, go any further, and you're in trouble. Because America just pulled out of over that, in that area. These people gave themselves to fight against ISIS. These were the ones that won the victory against ISIS. And now they've been squeezed out to death, starved to death, bombing their hospitals. Now, Russia, communism, the hate of God. Look at it breeds into their society and their behaviour. Anyway... And, and the Turks hate the Kurds, and so the, they're, everyone's against them and no one's there protecting them. But one, one day the, these things will come to an head, and, and God will not be pleased. And his anger rises in his face, as it says in Ezekiel 38, verse 18. As Russia gets bolder and bolder because uh, the West is pulling out and, and Russia's coming in and Syria's letting them, and and Iraq is, is letting the Iranians in. They're just all mobbing in there. And, and Israel is constantly bombing them, by the way. Yeah, we don't hear of that. But they're constantly bombing, especially the Iranians and their, their places of military, their bases in Syria. But one day, Russia and them will all come down, Turkey and others will come down to take on God's chosen land and the people that are ba gathered back from the sword. And it'll all be on. And two-thirds of the Jews will die. They need the message now, don't they? And maybe they'll repent before they do when they see this terrible thing coming. And they speak of it openly. They know that from the north, Russia's going to come. Unsaved Jews. <laughs> They've been told long enough. But God brings out his rod on the nations. But God does this to the people. This bribe that the, San, the Sanhedrin concocted God, God looked upon that very seriously. And for 2,000 years, that system has been judged, has it not? The, 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 the religious system of the Jews. He has brought the rod out on them. And, and they've been chastened wherever they went, all around the world. But they're still a nation. <laughs> Even with all the nations against them as they have been, wherever they settled, like cream, they rise to the top. They're God's people. They're God's chosen people. And one day... They'll be, they are back in the land and they're prospering, doing wonderful things. I read an article the other day of someone ringing in a radio station. It was pro-Jew, not in Australia, but in America. And, and then some, 
and, and, and rubbishing the Jews, just rubbishing. Then someone rung in and said, listen, that person that just spoke, if you take uh, painkillers, if you take this, if you do that, if you use this, if you... All invented by Jewish people, a little nation over in Israel. Uh, you've used something that's of the Jews and you're criticising them like you do. Need to wake up. But <clears throat> we go to the, the lights of Hebrews chapter 12. Be careful what you do in telling lies. Be careful about bribing people. God brings out his rod of discipline. And you can think with me about these things. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 3. There we read, And for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Have you forgotten the exhortation that speaketh unto you as children, my son? Despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. The rods come out. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If we do the wrong thing, God brings out the rod as we do in our families, as the book of Proverbs tells us to. <laughs> If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as sons. What son is whom, he whom the father chasteneth not? We know that we're his children by his chastening. It's an evidence of our salvation. And you can read on down to verse 15. Go to another one, 1 Corinthians. And this is what I say. You can think through where God brings out his rod when we do the wrong thing. Don't mess with God. Pick on your own size. God is big. And God has many means at his, oh, every mean at his, his disposal. Um, <clears throat> and it's talking about the Lord's Supper in chapter 11 of the book of 1 Corinthians. Let a man examine himself and then take of the bread and drink of the cup. He that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sick and sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are, we are judged, we are chastened, that is Hebrews 12 of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. He brings us as his children under the rod. And we could go, but we won't, to Acts chapter 5, and there was two people there. What were their names? Ananias and Sapphira. There that did the wrong thing. They lied to the people, and, his, and the Lord said not only to him, but to the Holy Ghost. And they were smitten dead. Let's not do that which is evil. Let's do that which is right. The fury of the Lord, the wrath of the Lord, yes, is and can be upon his own children. Um, <clears throat> why did they stick to the course of action, these religious leaders, which they had started? Pride. We can't admit we're wrong. We have to hold what we said we said and we're not going to change. Otherwise, they would have humbled themselves and admitted their wrong and got right with God. Now, praise God that many priests got saved in the book of Acts. We read that. And some of the Sanhedrin were saved. There's two men we know were saved of the Sanhedrin, wasn't there? Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea were people that believed and trusted. How much, how much was it going to take to keep these watchmen silent. I like what Matthew 20, 28 tells us. And I emphasize the word in verse 12. 
and had taken counsel at the end of verse 12, they gave large money, (laughs) not big notes, lots of it. (laughs) You know, they brought Judas for the price of a slave, 30 pieces of silver. Every man has his price. These soldiers had a higher price. You do one thing wrong or tell one lie, you've got to cover it with more lies or a bigger bribe. And this is, this is what they were faced with at this time. Every man has his price and the soldiers was higher. As it's in our sayings, a proverb we have today, sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and make you pay more than you want to pay. Have you ever been offered a bribe? That we could go off on a tangent here too. <laughs> if you're in business... It'll come. In our country, it'll come. Offered a bribe. Especially, afraid to say it, if you're working with a government organisation. I've known, I've been there, I've heard of it over and over again. Don't be a part of it. And we haven't time to look at that, but there's many references. Proverbs 17, 8. In fact, as you read through, it doesn't say bribe, it says gift. And it said, oh, that's okay. He gave me a gift. <laughs> now, the gift was to, to get you on side, to, to get your vote or whatever it was. A lot of things that happen in American politics uh, is uh, about these things, you know. Who's been paying off whom? Who's been saying what about wh- who to get what they want? But Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 17 and 27 and 25 and Exodus 23 and verse 8 all speak about the bribe. Refuse it. Don't go there. The scandalous lie is now given to us in verse 13, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. (laughs) You would think they'd come up with a better one than this, wouldn't you? But they were in a tiz, is it? (laughs) They didn't know what they were thinking when they did this. What would you ask them if you were cross-examining them as a lawyer in a court of law? These guys that took this bribe. These soldiers, these people of the watch. And there may have been about four of them at that time. You were, you know, got him up on the witness stand. You were what? You were asleep? <laughs> you, know, you know how a lawyer's emphasised the, the wrong thing they did? <laughs> asleep? Wait a minute, back in verse 3, we were knocked out. (laughs) We're as dead men. They they, they couldn't think, they couldn't hear, they couldn't see. There there is a lie uh, that can be exposed straight away. (laughs) If you were asleep, how do you know that the disciples stole a body? (laughs) This is pretty easy, I mean, for me, (laughs) not a lawyer, to see there's holes in this what they said was told to say. And if you were asleep, what is the penalty for you? (laughs) Death. Out with you. Execution. Hey, fellows, tell me the truth as a lawyer. Your story is fictitious. It's fake. It's ludicrous. It's a lie. 
And if you tell one lie, you've got to cover it with another lie. (laughs) They exchange, now this is in a different context, but they exchange the truth of God for a lie. That's in Romans chapter 1 and verse 25. And all confusion breaks loose when people do that. Lies and liars are dealt with. (laughs) Jesus dealt with the liars. (laughs) Ye are of your father, the devil. He was a liar from the beginning. And anyone that does that, and and look through in the book of Proverbs, chapter 6 and verse 16 to 20, it talks about lies. These things doth the Lord hate. These things, the judgment of the Lord, come upon people who are liars. And every liar... Revelation 21 and verse 8 have their part in the lake of fire. Don't lie. Don't tell a little lie, we say. You know, well, it was only a little one. Uh, it's still a lie, isn't it? Still a lie. So the scandalous lie is seen in verse 13 of these people of the, the, the suge- at the suggestion of the Sanhedrin. Their security is assured. <laughs> verse 14. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So what would have happened to these soldiers, as we said before, if they were found sleeping on the job execution? Capital offence. These soldiers would have been first to deny the story. (laughs) The soldiers were obviously, in verse 14, according to this verse, afraid of the governor's ears hearing what had happened. If this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you, as we've just read. And what did the priest assure the soldiers would happen? Well, we, the priest, will persuade the governor. It would have taken all the persuasive power of these perverted priests to assure them of their safety. If these watchmen knew about what these priests had already done and the lies they'd already said and the lie they were saying right before them, you wouldn't trust them with your life like this. If the disciples stole the body, why didn't the Sanhedrin arrest the disciples and have them convicted on trial of grave robbing or whatever they had in that day, breaking the governor's seal to get the body out of the grave? Why didn't they do that? Because it wasn't true. All these crafty and cruel and cunning priests could do was fake news. A fake news job, a public propaganda promotion to concoct a foolish lie. He was alive and they couldn't deny it. And that's why Gamaliel a little bit later said, hey, this is of God, we can't stop it. I think he was starting, you know, starting to drop, the penny was dropping in his life. Hey, we've done something terrible here, but he wasn't willing for pride's sake and for religion's sake, religious sake, or, or I've declared this to be so and it's not so and I don't want to deny it. Would you trust these fellows? No, no way. <clears throat> Let me just read something here. This is in uh, Herald of Hope. It's on climate disaster or climate deception. Uh, a fake news job. Lies that have been spread. CO2 levels increased. Increased levels are not harmful to our environment, nor are the causes the cause of glo- nor are they the cause of global warming. Robert M. Cart- 
Doctor, the Professor Emeritus of Environmental and Earth Sciences at James Cook University up there in Queensland, stated this. Carbon dioxide is not a pollutant, but a natural occurring beneficial trace gas in the atmosphere. There is no empirical evidence that levels double or even triple those of today will be harmful, climatically or otherwise. As a vital element in plant photosynthesis, carbon dioxide is the basis of planetary food chain, literally the staff of life. It increases the atmosphere. It, its increase in the atmosphere leads mainly to the greening of the planet. To label carbon dioxide as pollutant is an abuse of language, logic and science. This is a secular university. I wonder if he's still got his job <laughs> at James Cook University. And they've got a, a website you can go to and see all the other scientists that are saying this. But people are buying it. It's a lie of the devil that is preparing the world for all the lies that Antichrist is going to bring upon this world and deceive them. He is a master deceiver. He's of the devil. And he's going to persuade most of the people on this planet, save those that believe and those that won't receive the mark, to follow him. It'll be short-lived. It'll be a short-lived reign, won't it? Except the Lord shorten those days, there should no flesh be left on earth. It's short. The great tribulation, 1,260 days, three and a half years of a terrible time. But the lie has been brewed now. We see these things and how the people believe it and how you get a 16-year-old telling the world what they should be doing, telling leaders how they should run the world. Isn't that, you know, where does, it, where does life going? What's happening in our world? Well, these religious leaders said, we'll secure you. You trust me. We've had said a children's video. Trust me. And there's a serpent there. Trust me. Talking to E, trust me. <laughs> Don't trust him. The sayings reported, verse 15, so they took the money and did as they were taught, and this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. So what did the soldiers do? <laughs> as they were told, they took the money and went and reported it, as they had been told. What was still being said among the Jews, even... 20 years later, when Matthew wrote this, it's commonly reported. It's commonly reported. The disciples stole the body while the guards slept. Yes, even today, 2,000 years later, fake news continues. They stole the body. There was no resurrection. And liberal theologians and apostates in our world are saying, Jesus didn't die. What are they saying? He was knocked out. He only was unconscious. All of the miracles they try to deny. Fake News. These people are all about fake news. They don't want to believe a miracle. They don't want to believe in the supernatural. There were people in the Lord's day the same. <laughs> Even today, yes, fake news still prevails, propagated by the media. And they've got a lot of power, the media, if you haven't realised, all around the world. They're telling governments. They're trying to bring governments down and put governments up. They, tr they tried to get a certain government in our country a few years ago on, the, on that, didn't they? And they were so persuaded they'd won 
that they were gloating and then they couldn't believe when it didn't happen. Same in America, and it might happen in America again. They're all, Trump's so bad, they say, that we have to get rid of him. Anyway, we'll get, get off that. People are gullible, especially when it comes to religious beliefs and prejudices. Today, being a pastor, it's never been like it before. People find things on the internet, and they can find it on the mega, the television. The mega churches have got money to do it and put it out there and put it out there. And they listen to these, these people before they'll listen to the local fellow that they know. They know his family, but they don't know who this guy is. And they'll listen and believe that stuff. I tune in now and then just to see what they're saying. I heard one fellow, what was, he, he was a British Israelist that, I don't know what his name was, he was waffling on and I thought how out of the uh, out of sync with the word of God is that man he was using the Bible to make his point that that, that and he, he was talking about the monarchy in England and how it's in a mess now and and, and he, he said they're, they're the lost ten tribes and they are British Israel I thought oh come on <laughs> I go ask Prince well Prince, Prince is he still Who's Prince now over there? I don't know. Charles, um, are, you, are you a Jewish person? <laughs> of course I'm not. Well, poor, poor, well, not. <laughs> However he talks. I don't. Come on, an English person. Sorry. <laughs> I'll ask Derek to do it. You've probably got a good accent on that. I'm the Irish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they would deny it flat out. The Queen would deny it. But these people around, they thought, why doesn't someone from the English royalty speak up against these people and say, listen, we're not Jews. We're not here. They're in Israel. Hey, look at, it. Look at, at the end of the Second World War when the Jews were trying to get back home, what the English forbid them to do. Could the English had power and authority there in that time. If they, were, if they were Jewish, they would have said, welcome, go home, stay there, and we'll all go home, and we'll empty Britain and we'll fill, fill, fill Israel with... No, they're not Jews. Anyway, um, <clears throat> the sayings reported fake news. Um, the disciples stole the body, and even today it's happening. People are gullible when it comes to religious beliefs and prejudices. To the relief of the Sanhedrin, the thoughtless multitude swallowed their lie. To the relief of the devil, they swallowed the lie that he had been stolen. And uh, Andrew has had quite a reaction to the tract he's putting out that's coming east. He's already starting to put it out. And it's a, an article, like a paper, a newspaper printed back in the Lord's time about the resurrection and about the news of the resurrection and everything like that. <clears throat> and he was hard-pressed to find someone to print it. He eventually got someone to print it because Jewish... <laughs> if I go there, the Sanhedrin will... I mean, well, there, <laughs> the religious Orthodox people will close our business down. And they come in and they threaten. They send their ladies in. They send their ladies in as though, as though they're having a tour of the printing place. And this is what they've done. And they go in and look it over and compliment the person and then and they pick up the, oh, what have you been printing? Pretending they don't know. They know. <laughs> oh, you've been printing this. And then they start threatening them. And that's what's happened. And it's, it's known. And they still try to cover themselves. 
they still say it hasn't happened. <laughs> and that's why when the Lord comes and the Jewish nation look upon him whom they have pierced, they'll say, oh, no, it is Jesus. It is. He is our Messiah. And it'll be like the, as I say, it'll be like the day when Joseph made himself known to his brethren. A wonderful day. A day of weeping for joy. And some weeping for the sorrow of what we did. But praise God. <coughs> to the relief of the Sanhedrin, the thoughtless multitude swallowed it. A lie, if it's said and told often enough, will be believed. And so it has been. Praise God for the faithful few who believe there was a resurrection. It did happen. And nothing's going to change our mind about that, is it? You believe it? If you don't believe in the resurrection, you may as well leave here and not come back. Unless you get saved, you can come back then and believe the truth. As it says in 1 Corinthians, and time's up, but you could read that for yourself. Start at verse 12 and read, For if Christ be not risen... We are of most miserable people. But if he has been raised, then all the power and the presence of God is upon those that believe it. <laughs> and the, you could go back to Matthew 22, and I've written this down in verse 23 to 33. 22, 30, 23 to 33. And there the Lord is talking to the Sadducees. And they thought they'd cornered him. We've got him. <laughs> You know, if this woman's husband dies, she marries another, and then marries another, and marries seven. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> that they, they, they really cornered themselves by saying such a ridiculous thing that she would outlive seven husbands. I've known one that's our day has lived to outlive three. The, they've all died. But it, seven, you'd have to live 200 years for, for, for that to, <laughs> to happen. But... And the, and the Lord said, you do error not knowing the scripture. God is the father of Abraham, of Isaac and Jacob. And in the tense that it's put, they're still alive. <laughs> they're gone, but they're still alive. And it put them back in their place and they couldn't deny the resurrection, that people could be raised from their... The Sadducees were a sad bunch because they didn't believe in the resurrection. And their motto was, eat, drink and be merry, for tomorrow we may die and this is all there is. Live it up while you can. But not for the Christian and not for us. Praise the Lord for the resurrection. When they put us in our confidence, when we put someone in a box in the grave and we cover them with dirt and they're Christians, we can say, what? Well, not the end, only the beginning. Of eternity. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Our oh, Lord, these evil, wicked people of the devil who try to cover up the truth of God's word will be exposed, were exposed, and yet will be, even the nation of Israel. I pray, Lord, that we'd be fully persuaded in our own minds that these things are true. For if we don't believe this, how can we believe the rest of the scripture? We thank you that you penned those, these things by the power of the Spirit through the men of God of ages and that we can rely on the truth, the veracity, the, the honesty, the integrity of the Word of God. It liveth and abideth forever.
Bless us as we sing a closing hymn and part on our ways. In Jesus' name, amen.